Hey listeners, welcome back to another episode of the PBL Playbook. We're here talking to you today about PBL certification through Magnify Learning. We interview Suzanne Dean, who is the director of PBL certification for Magnify Learning and is an elementary PBL facilitator at Clifty Creek Elementary School. The question we focus on today is how does PBL certification ensure high quality project-based learning and implementation of 21st century skills? We sit down with Suzanne and explore her experience with being a certified PBL teacher and helping other teachers become certified through Magnify Learning. If you like the music you're hearing on our episodes, the song is called Waking Up and this band is called Attaboy. You can find their music on Spotify and the link to that is in our show notes. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to the PBL Playbook, brought to you by Magnify Learning, where we equip teachers with project-based learning tools today so they can engage and empower their students for the future. This podcast will give you the playbook of real PBL facilitators in the classroom, just like you, and help bring you strategies and tools for your PBL game. Now, here are your PBL Playbook hosts, Josh and Andrea. Gotta find a better way. today with Suzanne Dean, who is the Director of PBL Certification at Magnify Learning. Suzanne, will you introduce yourself for our listeners and talk about you and your PBL background? Sure. Um, I started with with, uh, PBL instruction 10 years ago, I think it was. Uh, One of the first elementary schools here in Columbus, Indiana that did wall-to-wall PBL. Um, I've been involved with it ever since. Uh, involved with the summer trainings with Magnify Learning and throughout this process really got involved with helping other educators grow and develop as PBL facilitators and to really reaffirm great things that are happening in the classroom and have some validation of saying yes what I'm doing is amazing and people recognize that good things are happening and to go on and help others. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, when we talk about PBL and and being able to um, use that in our classroom, I think it's really important to have that kind of validation that what you're doing makes sense. Um, And so one of the things that Magnify Learning has done is they've created a process to become PBL certified teacher. Um, So can you talk a little bit about that certification process and and what it takes to become PBL certified uh, as as part of Magnify Learning? Yeah, Um, the certification process, uh, you have... From the time you apply to become a certified educator, you actually have a year in which to complete the various components of certification. And really, it's a process to be a reflective, reflective, excuse me, practitioner to look back at our work because we encourage our students all the time to reflect at their work and to look at it and to adjust and to modify. And the same thing happens in the certification process. What does that look like and, and how do you be, go about that process? Well, the first thing you do is you reach out to Magnify Learning, and you will be sent information to go through the process, what it looks like, what you develop. And basically, you're 
being a reflective practitioner, looking at your uh, flow, so to speak, within your classroom of APBL from uh, conception through implementation, all the pieces along the way. And you are demonstrating how it's meeting the state standards, how you are involving community partners and their involvement with your students. Uh, the students are being able to demonstrate uh, employability skills, things that they're going to need beyond the elementary classroom, middle school classroom, high school, and, and collegiate classrooms as well. And you are being reflective of what you are doing. You will submit pieces and artifacts that you are doing in your classroom with your students. Uh, there is a group of folks who review the certification pieces, provide feedback for you, and you can adjust and as needed. It's not an I gotcha process to see what we're not doing right. It's really to celebrate everything that's going well in a classroom. And as educators, we don't celebrate ourselves very often. It's an opportunity to say, look at these amazing things that I am doing in the room. So you mentioned reflection a little bit, and you know we talk a lot about the value of reflection. So as a whole, um, what is the value of this process, and what should be kind of the motivation for someone who's a veteran in the PBL classroom to pursue this? Um, I think it's a great opportunity to really show what we're doing and doing well, but also have that opportunity to share our knowledge and our expertise with other folks. So then, for example, if you're in a district that's really starting PBL practice and you've been on the forefront and you've been that lone wolf for a while, that you have someone behind you saying, yes, I am really good at this and this supports it. So people within my, my core group of educators or within my district can say, yes, this person is a really good resource and someone who will support you and guide you within the PBL classroom. And I, I would just echo, like when we think about that reflection piece, you know, one of the um, things that I knew early on uh, with, with teaching was that if I wanted to be good at it, I needed to reflect. And so I think when we think about the intentional reflection that happens as you're going through the certification yeah. process, like that, even, you know, the end piece of where you say I'm certified is, is great and you have that support from your administrator and you've got the support from us, but you become a better teacher by going through that process. You know, you become better at what you do because you're thinking intentionally about um, PBL and, and what moves you did and where you can improve and what you can do. So anyone who's thinking about it, even if the end result isn't exactly what you want or need, like the, the process itself, I think, is incredibly valuable for, for all teachers. Um, so talk a little bit about the relationship between um, project-based learning and those employability skills. Well, you know, it's something that we hear all the time, right? You know, the public presenting, all of those pieces that go with it. But like with anything, the more you do it, the more proficient you become, and it's part of who you are. So I'm seeing it within the elementary classroom, the kids who are starting off really young, really as the kindergartners, and, oh, they can't do this. Well, yeah, they can. Give them that opportunity. And as they progress and hit middle school and high school, they it's a part of their DNA. It is what they do. They know how to problem solve. They know how to collaborate. They know how to persevere. They know how to work in a group, even with people they don't really want to be with. But they learn the coping skills to communicate and get along with to achieve that end goal. And to have disagreements but in the appropriate way so that the conflict resolution just becomes 
natural and non-threatening. So, you know, we're talking about, you know, how do we get to, like every episode we talk about a different aspect of PBL and um, our end goal is, is high quality PBL and implementing that. And so, you know, Josh kind of talked about even if the end result isn't a PBL coach, the, the process of certification is so valuable. So how can this process then ensure high quality PBL um, instruction in the classroom? Um, I, I think it really goes back to the, the reflection yourself. You know, there are things that I have looked back on and I'm like, oh, this is great. I've got this nailed. I really have hit this standard well. And then looking back on it, I'm like, this is not very good. And had I not really intentionally looked at it, would not have recognized how, not how bad it was, but it could be better. You know, we always want things to be better. And I think it's a great community of folks, once you are in that PBL certification certified realm, that you have other people that you can reach out to and have support from. Because you go through along your life and you do PD and those things. And once you get, you know, do it so often, you have to find other people who are doing the same thing as you, who can support you and celebrate you and enable you to grow so you're not stagnant. Yeah, I think that, I mean, I think that power of network can be really something that's that's useful for any teacher. Like when you know that you're not the only one doing it mm-hmm. and you know that there are people who, who've gone through a similar experience, I think that can be really powerful in terms of, of making change across the board. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, sometimes you don't always see that change when you're so focused on you and your school. Um, but when you realize that not you're not alone in doing this, that other ed- educators are doing that, I think mm-hmm. that that can be a pretty powerful um, moment. So, yeah. and I think, you know, you mentioned like some of those facilitators that are out there and we've talked about it before that are the lone wolf in their building. You know, it's one thing when you're doing it and it's brand new, but you're doing it with the other people in your building. But having that network, I think is so valuable when you are that lone wolf. And sometimes it does feel like, uh, what am I, you know, what am I doing wrong and how, where am I getting the support? And uh, so I think that is such an incredible part of this process in this community. Mm-hmm. So as we kind of work to wrap this up, is there any advice that you would give any of our listeners that that are on the PBL journey, whether they're brand new to it or they're in the process of getting ready for PBL certification? Um, I would just say, you know, reach out to others. I think there's a lot of misconception of what PBL is and what PBL is not. Um, I think a lot of times when we're starting out, we look for the resources that are already ready made and say, I'm going to do this and and show this to my class. And there's nothing wrong with with, uh, obtaining resources that are available, but then you have to make them unique to yourself and to your classroom. Use it as a a framework, as a guideline, and then go from there because it is not one-size-fits-all, and it shouldn't be one-size-fits-all. And I think that's the important piece, and it's okay for a PBL not to be successful and to learn from those failures. I've had quite a few that have failed miserably, but we've learned from them and then tried it again two years later. Like, oh, this really works. And it just depends on the kids you have in front of you. That That's who makes or breaks your PBL anyway. Well, thank you for spending some time with us today. Thank you for having me. That was a really great conversation with Suzanne. I think she brings um, a cool perspective as someone who went through certification herself and and the benefits of that for her teaching practice. Um, But then also like as she guides facilitators through that certification process. So I always love talking to Suzanne about um, that process. 
So we are both PBL certified through uh, Magnify Learning. So Josh, can you talk to our listeners about um, what that process and what certification has done to support your own work um, in the PBL classroom? Absolutely. And, and actually, my, my certification process got started through the New Tech Network um, in my second year. And I, I don't think I was really expecting to, to begin that process that quick. Um, but with the nudge of some of my co-facilitators, I was able to um, begin that process and, and kind of apply or begin that, that track. And so, I mean, really, the, I think the greatest benefit of the process is the amount of forced reflection that you have to do. Um, you know, I think we've talked about reflection a hundred times on this sh- on this podcast, and we've really emphasized the importance of being able to stop and think about what you're doing, and be able to always seek improvement. And I think the certification process puts reflection at the front of your mind, um, and it forces you to sit down and do it intentionally around some of the aspects of PBL that we want to see. So when we talk about the six A's um, as being, you know, the the um, kind of metric that we're measuring against and the level of stand, the high level of quality standards that we want to see when it comes to project-based learning, the, the certification process kind of walks you through reflecting about each of those, um, walks you through the intentional moves you made as a PBL facilitator to kind of achieve that high quality PBL that you're looking for. Um, and I'm doing all of this, you know, when I went through the process, I'm doing all this with, with a coach who's, you know, asking me questions, forcing me to dig deeper, you know, the, the process isn't always about having a, a perfect PBL. It's about planning a, a really high quality PBL and then reflecting on how you can make it better. So I think when I think about the certification process that I went through, um, it, it was really about me kind of evaluating myself and, and then determining what things I could do better um, and how I could refine my practice to become a higher quality PBL educator and then talking through all of that with someone who is um, a high quality PBL um, facilitator really allowed me to understand what it was that I was doing that made my project successful or maybe made my project not not work as well as I could have. What about your process Andrea? Like what, no, what, I, I, abs- what? I absolutely agree I think um, the idea of reflecting you know we talk about that a lot we had an entire episode dedicated to reflection and the importance of that So I think getting the opportunity to reflect on a project, to reflect on um, your work and talking through that with, like you said, a a high quality PBL facilitator is really important. And I think it just sets, um, sets a practice of reflection. Like I think um, we talk about that all the time, but it really kind of gives you a, almost a formula for reflecting. Right. And we're in a time right now we're recording this during some of these um, school shutdowns because of COVID-19. And I think just having that structure in place and understanding how to evaluate my own practice and um, the barriers for students and what works and what doesn't. I think it has helped me become a better teacher. And I think it's a a process that I'm using right now as we figure out with e-learning and with PBL and e-learning what is working and what doesn't. Um, And I think just the the bigger picture as a building. We we work in a building where we don't have um, a PBL coach or instructional coaches in our building every single day. Um, and so I think it's, it's really helpful to have the few of us that are um, PBL certified to be there to support newer teachers or even experienced teachers who just 
maybe are, are needing an extra set of eyes and needing some of that high quality PBL, um, you know, certified lens on whatever they're, they're doing in their classroom. So I think, and especially having more than one person you're building that's PBL certified can help to ensure high quality PBL through the building, um, as well as, you know, an individual classroom. Yeah, I think I think that is really a key, right? Like we get um, when we have a new hire and we bring someone onto our, our team, we encourage them and, and try our best to make sure that they attend one of the, you know, the four day PBL jumpstart workshops with Magnify Learning so that they can kind of get that crash course in PBL. But, you know, the, the biggest issue with that is they spend four days doing a PBL, they plan a project and they're ready to go. But then what happens when they go to launch it and they get a million new questions or they try to figure out what to do in a certain situation? I think having um, facilitators who've gone through that PBL certification process allows your staff to have that kind of answer internally. Um, when you think about you know, how to develop a staff that, you know, or a school that becomes a demonstration site for magnified learning, like having teachers that are PBL certified ensures that you have high quality PBL, but it also helps you to, to push each other. Um, you know, I can't tell you the number of times where I bring something to our critical friends group meeting um, for feedback. And because we have people who have gotten really good at PBL, they become certified in PBL. They ask questions that push, push me beyond just the, the type of um, work that I've been used to doing. They, it's kind of that never settle. How do we do what's next? Um, what's the next revolution at our school? And I think a lot of that comes from having people who've been certified in PBL and have been asked to reflect about PBL in a way that's, that goes beyond just, you know, how did it go? How was the project good, bad? What would we change? It kind of digs deeper. Like, how do you make it more authentic? Like, where's the applied learning? What, what's your assessment look like? And I think some of my favorite conversations happen in our, in our facilitator workspace um, after school when we just start talking about a project and it, it just kind of, you can see the, the quality of thought that gets put into that. And I don't think that happens without people who are involved in the certification process. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, so a couple of days ago, if you guys are following us on social media, Executive Director of Magnify Learning, Ryan Stoyer, put out an announcement about summer workshops. Um, Magnify Learning is working to figure out what summer workshops look like in uh, the, the current climate. So stay tuned for more announcements regarding that. And we hope to see you guys this summer, whether that's in person or virtually. Check out the Magnify Learning website for details on our summer sessions. Thanks for listening. Ready, break. Thanks again for joining Josh and Andrea for the PBL Playbook, where we give you the playbook of real PBL facilitators in the classroom just like you and help bring you strategies and tools for your PBL game. If you want to reach the pod, you can tweet at AskGIEBS, at MissB103, and at MagnifyLearning, or you can email the PBL Playbook at MagnifyLearningN.org with any questions, thoughts, or ideas you have. Also be sure to show Josh and Andrea some PBL love by rating, reviewing, and sharing the PBL playbook with other educators. Wow.